that was tuned in earlier and I'm going to try this again and welcome back to the second half of today's episode of the Sports Web Podcast right here on Heat 100 Radio and I am attempting to go IG live because the groups in Facebook is going through something I don't know if it's the weather or whatnot but I'm here so you know where to find that at sportswrap underscore D on Instagram if this thing will load up for me. Um, if it's going to connect, I'm not sure. I'm trying to get it to connect, but I'm here, and I'm going to give you this. And if you miss any of it uh, because you don't have the link or you're not tuned in right away, you can definitely see this portion of the video will go up probably Wednesday, and the audio will definitely get up tomorrow so just make sure that you are on the lookout for some things now if i can find another way to get to you i will get to you but we got to talk about the nba and this new vaccine or these new vaccine issues that are coming up uh with the nba now the issues are that a lot of these players or there are quite a few players who really don't want to get the vaccine they have their reasons behind it um they don't want to get the vaccine and one of the things that is the toughest part is to try and get these grown men to take this vaccine it's almost uh, being played out as a dictatorship instead of a democracy. Now, the problem with all of this is the fact that I understand where the NBA is wanting to go with this stance, but you have to have some dialogue with these players and you have to understand or try to understand their reasons hear them out for their reasons uh we already know that there are already two states like i mentioned earlier there are two states california and new york where they have in total so far that's three stadiums that are involved with the nba where they have a mandate in the state the state mandate is that if you are not fully vaccinated, you cannot enter the facility. So then the NBA is stepping in because Kyrie Irving is, again, adamant about not wanting to take this vaccine. And the NBA is telling these players that you will be fine. We will withhold, not fine. We will not pay you for games that you missed so in essence some more bullying is going on and it's it's going to the point where it looks like it's beginning to look like the nba is going to have a major hand in this um issue and the sad part about it is they're somewhat delving into the civil rights um, of these players 
if you will. And the players are trying to make a stand. But again, the NBA is telling players that if they're not fully vaccinated, they don't get the vaccine, the games that they miss, they will not be paid for. So it kind of gives you the impression that the NBA is trying to bully these guys and like I said, make it a dictatorship where these guys have to get the vaccine or if they don't play, they don't get paid. So you're kind of trying to put them between a rock and a hard place where they'll start thinking about, oh, well, if I miss 41 games, which is usually how the season goes out, 82 games, it's 41 games at home, 41 games on the road. So it's a lot of money that the NBA would hold on to or get back, rather, if a lot of these players decide that they're not going to get vaccinated and then just miss those games. And then it could also all open up a lawsuit, if you will, with some of these players to recoup some of those funds. Because right now it was not a definite NBA policy, I don't believe. And again, like I said, it's the state mandates. Now the NBA is stepping in and telling these players you got to get vaccinated or you don't play. And you don't play, you don't get paid. So I kind of don't know how I feel about that. Uh, just so you know, in my instance, um, you all know where I, I the work that I do outside of the work I do here. And initially going in, I was very skeptical about getting the vaccine myself i was one who was skeptical i'll admit that uh but as of today i have been fully vaccinated it came down to me making a decision for myself my family and my health and the health of my family because of the environment that i work in and the difference was, in my instance, was it was not pushed upon me to the point where I was told if I don't get the vaccine, I can't work. It was totally up to me to make that decision. And again, there are people I believe that I work with that are still have still not been vaccinated. And again, don't get me wrong. I'm not a doctor, but a lot of people are saying that that you still can get coronavirus um, being vaccinated and things of that nature. There's a lot of stories going around. Um, I'm not 100% sure on how these stories are getting out and how these people are spreading these stories. Well, yes, I do. Social media for the most part. But all in all, like I said, when this thing first started way back when, you got to be the individual and take care of yourself. You know, I did a little video on my page of washing my hands. You know, people, you got to wash your hands. When you're working around people, you got to be cautious. Uh, the environment I work in, I need to wear gloves. I wear them. I have to wear a mask to get in the building because it's a city building. And that's the guidelines from per CDC, per city of Philadelphia. So I wear my mask. Um, I'm constantly washing my hands. Uh, I'm paying attention to 
who I'm talking to, how I'm talking to them, how close I'm talking to them. I'm also paying attention to what they're doing. Are they washing their hands? Um, do they have their mask on properly? Properly is the key word because I've talked to people um, several occasions and I had to tell them either pull your mask up or could you cover your nose? You know, and again, it's the safety issue. And a lot of these guys um, are on that premise as well because they can tell us what's in the vaccine and what it could do and what it might do. But again, like I said, we're not doctors, so we really don't know. But all in all, um, this article I found, it says the league is currently sits at a 95% vaccination rate. And that's despite how vocal the increasingly thin minority has been. Between the threat of missed game checks in New York and San Francisco and NBA rules making it increasingly challenging to part to take part in the activities alongside teammates without the shot, the league is knowingly tightening the screws on those who haven't gotten their shots yet. It's something the unvaccinated won't enjoy, but it's also not all it's also wait a minute, but it's also not all the different all that different from what airlines, schools, and hospitals around the country are mandating. And those employees are being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars per performance. So we will definitely keep a hold and see uh where this thing goes with the NBA and with this um, issue of players being vaccinated. And like I said, um, it's New York and San Francisco. So that's like, that's total, that's so far, that's three stadiums where they're stating they have a mandate where if you are not fully vaccinated, you cannot enter the facility. And again, like I said, it's not like I can't enter the facility to play the game. I can't enter, enter the facility at all. So it gives you something to think about. Um, also, it makes you wonder how some people think, in all honesty. Um, then you could also look at it in another way where you tell me I have to be fully vaccinated. How are you attaining proof that people are fully vaccinated? Um, are you administering the shots at the facility and keeping your own records of it? Because people, if you don't know if you haven't been vaccinated or if you have, you know, you get a card. From the first vaccine, you get a card. tells you what the vaccine was. It gives you the date. And then when you go back to get the second one, they fill out the card again. And then you get that card and you keep that card. Now, just ironically, on a male perspective, a male standpoint, uh, most of the wallets that men carry, that card is kind of obscure and it doesn't fit very well. A uh, little bit easier for the female side because they carry a purse and a wallet sometimes so they can fit it somewhere. So for the males, like I said, it's hard to actually carry that card around with you. Uh, I have a picture of mine in my phone that I take my, I take my phone everywhere with me, so I have a picture of it with me. But again, getting back to my main point, excuse me, how are these facilities that are mandating that are mandating this? How are you seriously and honestly checking to see if people are fully vaccinated or have proof of being fully vaccinated? 
touchy subject. Touchy, touchy, touchy. Um, so, again, like I said, we'll see what happens with that. So, with that being said, and we talk about the issue of the NBA uh, not paying players for missed games. Brings us back to our favorite person of the week, of the month, of the past several weeks, Mr. Ben Simmons, once again. So shout out to my partner. My partner broke down this um, display, this math for us. And I'm going to go through it real quick and talk a little bit about it and see how people uh, fit in. Folks, like I said, I was having some technical difficulties, but people uh, that are tuned in, you know, the link is in my bio. So get over to either at sportsweb underscore D on Instagram, or if you can get over to Facebook, uh, the group page, you'll probably have better luck. It's like I said, I looked and there was something going on with the groups on Facebook. So you would have a better chance of getting over to Instagram at sportsweb underscore D. In the bio, there is the link, um, the HTTPS double slash RDO dot TO slash heat is the link where you can tune in and get us uh get me live right now like i said if you cannot just bear with me um apologies for the technical difficulties with facebook i am recording so like i said the audio will go up tomorrow and this video will go up after i do some editing on probably wednesday so we talk about ben simmons once again and i brought it up because of another issue that his most recently came out, and I mentioned that to you in the opening uh, part of the show. But just to go through some numbers with you, and since we just talked about how the NBA is intending to uh, not pay players who miss games because of the vaccine, here's another thing that is going on with the Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76 edition. Okay. okay, so his gross pay is allegedly $33,003,963. That's his gross pay. All right, so you minus his 2017-2018 escrow, which is approximately 10%, which is a minus $3,328,570. Then you take another $11,899,082 federal taxes, which comes out to be about 35.75%. And you take out another million thirteen thousand two hundred twenty city and state taxes. It's three point seven percent. He's got to pay his agent, right? The guy that told him he doesn't want him to come back to Philly, told the Sixers staff he's not coming back. Even tried to pull Tyrese Maxey into the fray. Nine hundred forty-seven thousand three hundred ten dollars. It's 2.85%, so basically 3%. It's 401k, another 18000 Then he would get a plus of 1619863 from his 2016-2017 escrow, which is about 4.8%. And then there's another addition of $188,388, which is being called a shortfall at approximately 
uh, 0.57%. And that equals what his salary would have been net, 17617905 dollars A lot of money, folks. A lot of money. But here's where the fun comes in. So he said he's not coming to camp. He's done. He heard about the fines. Apparently, he initially said he's okay with the fines. He's recently changed his story, uh, I'm guessing here, about three times. The most recent details in his logic or his reasoning for not wanting to come back is very, very strange and very weird to me, and I'm definitely going to get to that because I'm going to talk about some of the comments that Joel Embiid made about this such statement that was put out or this such reason that was put out uh, via media day and the start of training camp last week. Also, Sixers do play tonight. I'm going to give you the NBA schedule for preseason games tonight. Sixers are at 7 against the Toronto Raptors. Um, I haven't found any way as of yet to stream the game, but if and when I do, I will definitely share that information. But you can definitely tune in on the radio somewhere and listen to it, of course. So, the fines begin at $227,000 a game, up to the 20th game of the season. It's $4.5 million total, not including the $908,000 for missing the preseason and training camp. All right? That's just the first 20 games. If he misses games 21 through 82, which is another 61 games, he will be fined 300000 a game, which would total out to be $18 million. So, like my, like my partner Baldy says, let's do the math. 17.6 mil after taxes and deductions. Okay? So that's 22.8 mil minus the 17.6, at least 5.2 mil. So he's in the negative with the fines and everything of $5.2 million. So how long will he want to endure that? How long will Rich Paul want to continue to play that game when he could possibly not get paid? He's already going through something with Nerlens Noel about an issue of not paying a fee or something like that. But you also cost that man a nice sum of money with some of your advice. Uh, if you don't know the story of Rich Paul and Clutch Sports, Rich Paul was a good friend of LeBron James. Um, the way I got the story was he was told that if he went to business school, LeBron James was signing him and make him an agent, yada, yada, yada. He, he has grown to be one of the top agents, if not the top agent in the NBA currently. Right now, with the length of time, his tactics are beginning to cause a strain on NBA executives. And I'm not just necessarily talking about teams of the players that he represents, I'm talking about the NBA overall executive offices. So there was also a, a small report 
that with this Ben Simmons situation that there might be a possible step in from Adam Silver to help deal or rectify the situation. I don't think it's going to get to that point, but it would be interesting to see how Adam Silver would have a role in it. So over the weekend, uh, I was talking to some family and some friends and people have been asking me, do I think that he would start the season on the Sixers roster? Will he come back or has he played his last game? In all honesty, I think where he is right now, he won't play. Um, I think he still wants to be traded. I think his agent still wants to somehow try and facilitate a trade. But he got wind of the amount of money that would be lost and when, depending on the amount of time he stays out. And there was a small hint. That he may tell the team that he'll come back, but he's not going to play because of some type of injury. Herein lies the problem with that. One, like I said before, and like I keep saying every time I talk about this situation, people like to throw in the leverage thing or whatever. Who has more leverage? My opinion is to fill up the 76ers because he's under contract and they do not have to pay him. And it could get to be, I just read it off to you and you've been seeing it and get to the point where he will be fined. You know, um, people forget that like this NBA thing, it's your job. And I I read that quote last week uh, from Carmelo. It's no loyalty. You pick to be an athlete. This is your job. So you come and do your job. So it's just like, like we like to say the average Joe, you don't go to work. You don't get paid for that day. Okay, it's just the differences. It's just the dollar amounts are extremely higher. Okay, so he got wind of that, and then he was hinting at very, very coyly, very slyly, like I said, that he may come back, but tell the team he can't play because of an injury. So you do that. Let's buy, let's say he does that, comes back, and he says he has some type of injury. He can't play, but he still wants to get traded. It's already hard enough. It's already been shown hard enough with the way that he's handled this situation that it's hard for the Sixers to move him right now. If you come back and you say you're injured, you can't play. That makes it even harder to facilitate a trade, almost to the point where it gets untrade where he gets untradeable. Again, not what you wanted, but. Some people think that they have leverage on that side of the fence. No, I don't think so. And like I said, it boils down to the Sixers now know what they can do as far as dollars and cents wise within the constraints of the NBA and the employer-employee practices. So it's up to him somewhat now. And again, like I said, you could come in and say, I'm injured, I can't play, but I'm here. That makes it even harder for you to trade. And then again, the bottom line is, Sixers do not have to trade him. He is under contract. He's under a legal biding contract. So they don't have to trade him no matter what he demands, how he demands, or whatever. They have the option 
to not trade him because he is under contract. So that's that. So moving along. More, most recently, Mr. Simmons has put out there that he believes that him and Joel's duo on court relationship has run its course and that Simmons felt Embiid's presence on the block hampered his ability to get to the paint. So Joel Embiid, after practice, he heard about this and he saw it and he made some comments. I'm going to read some parts of this. I'm not going to read the entire thing. I'm going to read some parts of it. But some of the points that Joel Embiid made were spot on. I mean, he even went as far as to say the teams were more so constructed around Ben's needs than Joel's needs. Go figure. Okay, And I keep telling people, and I kept telling people all along, that Brett Brown situation, making him the point guard, I didn't think it would get to this point. But I knew that something would happen and it wouldn't be good. Because I keep telling you all, he is not a point guard. He is playing point guard. There is a difference. Big difference. So, him saying, and I'm referring to Ben Simmons now, that Joel being in the paint hinders his ability to be in the paint strikes me as a little strange. Because watching basketball, understanding basketball, you can rotate them if you will. Uh, We know today's game is what they like to call positionless basketball. We know in today's NBA, there are a lot of players that in my era, 80s, 90s, that we would call centers are perimeter players a little bit more than they are players with their back to the basket. So for the Sixers, or for him to say that, it's a little confusing to me because of the skill set that Joel Embiid has. If you needed to, Joel Embiid's 7 foot, Ben Simmons is 6'11". So 6'11 is basically 7 foot. So they're basically the same size. You can rotate them high-low. So you could put... Ben Simmons can go into the post, low post, and you can move Joel to the high post. We've seen Joel shoot threes. We know he can shoot the ball. He can shoot free throws. So that 15-footer for Joel Embiid, it's not really a problem. But you reverse it where Joel can get on the low block and dominate like he did this past season. And then you have Ben Simmons at the high post where the 15-footer would do him a lot of justice with his size as well that won't shoot the 15-footer. Again, I don't care about the three. I need you to be able to get in that mid-range and knock down a mid-range jump shot and then be able to shoot a free throw since you're my point guard and you're going to have the ball. So some of the things that Joel Embiid said, and I quote, I saw it. I'm not sure if it came from him or whatever, but over the past few months, stuff that's been put out there and looking back, 
the reaction of him not being here, I feel like it's fair to assume that it's coming from him. Whether it's his agent or his people or whatever. Like I said, it is disappointing, but I feel like over the years, the way our team has been built around us, you look at last year, you've got the whole starting lineup. I was the worst three-point shooter in the starting lineup, and I shot 38% from three. We've always had shooters, and I feel like I can really play with anybody, and I can make anybody be better on the court. I don't necessarily need shooters, but I feel like over the years, you look at when we signed Al, and he's referring to Al Horford, it's because we needed a stretch five. Just to make sure, that was for Simmons. Most of my career, I've had to step out to the three-point line, which I don't mind. I like to be a basketball player. I like to do everything on the basketball court. But I feel like our teams have been built, whether it's the shooting need or stretch five, I feel like he always had it here. And we still have it. You've got Seth, one of the best three-point shooters ever. Danny Green. Tobias Harris is a 40% shooter for his career. Furkan coming off the bench at times. Shake Milton. I think he can be a better shooter, but he can't get hot. They just added George Yang from Utah. So I feel like our teams have always been built around his needs. It's kind of surprising to, to see for him to say that gets a little bit deeper. Even going back to the reason we signed Al, we got rid of Jimmy Butler, which I still think was a mistake. Simmons needed the ball in his hands. That's the decision they made. Like I said, it is surprising, but I'm really focused on the guys that are here. The situation is weird, disappointing, borderline kind of disrespectful to all the guys that are out here fighting for their lives. Okay. Some guys rely on the team to be successful to stay in the league and make money somehow. Because if you're on a winning team, you're always going to have a spot in the league. Just because you're on a winning team and you contributed. Obviously, we're a better team with him. We're not a better team without him, that's for sure. We're trying to get better. Trying to get on the same agenda. We know what we got to do, and every single day we go, we got to try and to attack it. But we are better. We are a better team with him. There's no question about it. We still hope that he changes his mind, but I kind of owe it to these guys just to worry about what we have here. To figure out what's going to happen with Simmons is not my job. I'm not the GM. I'm not the owner. So that's none of my business. End quote. So I had initially said I wasn't going to read it, but it got pretty good and i had to read the entire quote so we see where joel Embiid's stance is he said it's borderline disrespectful he gave you insight and points on how the team was constructed around what ben simmons said he needed spacing the shooters which they have had going back to jj reddick and like you said to jimmy butler there was an issue there with Jimmy Butler where Jimmy Butler was a closer. He showed us that for the short time he was here. We knew it 
before he even got here. But him as a basketball player decided that he couldn't deal with what was going on there. It was something not right. And that was between Brett Brown and Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons complaining and thinking that he needed the ball when Brett Brown would sometimes take the ball out of his hands and put it in Jimmy Butler's hands. A sure killer. A sure game closer. Which is what you want in the NBA. But you appeased Ben Simmons and ultimately Jimmy Butler was traded away. So you move Jimmy Butler out of the situation trying to assess the label of the problem on Jimmy Butler when it wasn't on him, it was on Ben Simmons. Who again, we said, still won't shoot the 15-footer. But now you're saying that because Joel is in the paint, you can't get in the paint and do the things that you do. How many times have we seen Ben Simmons drive to the basket, turn his back, and look to kick the ball out to a shooter at 6-11? I've told several people that Ben Simmons could be a resemblance of Giannis. Because they do so many things alike. Yes, Ben may have a better handle. Yes. Ben may be slightly better defender. Yes. The one thing that trumps both of those, in my opinion, and what Giannis does and what Giannis has, is the heart. And the wherewithal to shoot the ball. I mean, Giannis will shoot an air ball. Three. Two or three air balls. But the next time down... He knows and understands his skill set. He'll go to the basket and he'll try to finish. He'll try to dunk on you. And then he'll walk to the free throw line with confidence if it's an and one situation. He'll walk to that free throw line with confidence. He got mocked all throughout the playoffs about how long it took him to shoot a free throw. Never swayed him away from stepping up there and doing it again. He might shoot an air ball. He might shoot two air balls. You come back down and you foul him again, he's going to the line with confidence. And he's going to live with the results. So you notice, even with him taking as long as he has, he does to shoot the ball from the free throw line, the not-so-great free throw percentage, you see the difference where the Atlanta Hawks played the hack of Ben. But they didn't do that. Nobody did that with Giannis. They didn't just hack Giannis on purpose and send him to the free throw line. There's a difference there because people knew Ben Simmons had some type of fear, something going on where he did not want to go to the free throw line. So it played to their advantage or gave them their advantage. With Giannis, people didn't do that. Yeah, he got heckled, like I said, because of how long it takes him to shoot a free throw. Not an issue for me. But every time he will step right back up to that line and he will shoot those free throws every time. No question about it. He will shoot those free throws, make or miss, and he'll live with it. That's where the greats are created. That's where the greats are born. Again, I mentioned last week and we talked about people talking about the videos of Ben Simmons playing in pickup games and all of that. So, Let's talk about that for a minute now. You've seen him play and pick up games with other NBA players, and he's shooting the ball and this and that. 
Okay. But here's the thing. For the most part, when it's 10 to 12 NBA players in a gym playing pickup ball, those guys are playing to stay in shape. You see, when these guys are actually working out, honing their skills with trainers, it may be three, four, sometimes maybe sometimes five of them, but they're working with a trainer and they're working against each other one-on-one, utilizing what they've been taught and how it can fit into their game, honing their skills to become great. You don't see that much from Ben Simmons most recently. So all the videos of him in the gym, running up and down the court, shooting the ball, it's not really impressive to me if you won't do it in real live game situations. So I really don't want to see any of those videos anymore. A couple of people sent me videos recently, within the last week or so, like right before training camp started. I didn't watch any of them. I told them, there's no need for me to watch them. It's not going to relay. It's not going to relay. It's not going to transfer over. And he's already said he's not coming, so I don't need to see these videos. It's no point in me watching them because I'm not going to get it when I need it as a fan. I'm not going to get it when I need it as an employer. So he is truly showing who he is. And I tell people all the time, he is comfortable where he is. He's complacent. If the Sixers, like they said, hired shooting coaches and other types of coaches to try and help this young man along to be part of the team because they are all signs of saying that they would love to have him back on the team. They just want to work with him. When you decline that and then you still turn around and say, so-and-so threw me under the bus. My time with this player is over. I can't do what I need to do. But they're extending the branch to you And you're just chopping away at the branch, making it shorter and shorter till it's almost going to be no branch. And you're just going to be stuck out on an island by yourself. You and your agent stuck on an island by yourself. So, again, I I don't know truly how the situation is going to play out. But it is very ugly right now. It's not what Sixers fans wanted when we when Ben Simmons was drafted here. And it's not what they expected. So we'll see what happens. And I will definitely keep you guys tuned in as to what goes on with that situation. Closing out today, as it is 1241, 41 minutes past the noon time hour. I've got some schedules for you. Some Monday night NHL. You've got the Bruins and the Flyers, the Blue Jackets and the Sabres. The Capitals and the Devils, the Blackhawks and the Red Wings, the Flames and the Oilers, the Maple Leafs and the Senators, Avalanche and the Wild, the Ducks and the Sharks. As you know, and I've said it a couple times already, the preseason for the NBA continues today. The Sixers, 7 p.m. at the Toronto Raptors. The Magic are at the Celtics. The Hawks are at the Heat. The Pelicans will face off against the Timberwolves. The Hornets will go up against the Thunder, the Jazz and the Spurs, Warriors, Blazers, 
Suns, Kings, and Nuggets, Clippers. Also, tonight, uh, where is my schedule real quick? Monday night football tonight, again, Las Vegas Raiders at the L.A. Chargers. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties, but I will get this uh, info up for you. As a matter of fact, I'm going to work, and I'm going to get this audio up on Anchor, iHeart, Google, Apple Podcasts, and most of your podcast outlets today. When I am done, the video will go up either tomorrow or Tuesday once I do some editing. As always, thank you for tuning in each and every Monday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. right here on Heat 100 Radio, all week on social media. The group page on Facebook is Sports Rap Podcast. Instagram and Twitter, more so on Instagram. You can get me at Sports Rap underscore D. YouTube, Sports Rap TV. Don't forget when you get over there, like the videos, your favorite videos. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and hit that bell so you will be alerted when new video and new footage is up. The webpage, sportswrapradio.com. Be great on purpose, folks. Enjoy the day. Going to be a little rainy off and on today, so stay dry and enjoy the beginning of your work week. It's October, folks, getting to the end of the year, and we will see you right back here next Monday on Heat 100 Radio.